At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. And I have someone here today who I'm very, very happy to have. And I cannot wait for you guys to meet him. His name is Kai Smith. He's 19 years old, and he went through hell and back, as he puts it, after suffering two major brain hemorrhages. 19 years old guys. Okay. So he has had to learn basics like, um, walking again, talking again, remembering names, things like that. So as we're having this podcast, if you'd like to hear his uh, story or have visualization of what I'm talking about, you can go to Kai Smith, which is K A J S M I T.com. And on there, he will have his story. He has pictures. He also has a fundraiser, all that, which we are going to get into. But if you guys just uh, like want to, see this extraordinary young man while we are talking about this go ahead and go onto his website and check that out meanwhile kai i want to welcome you here to straight talk no sugar added thank you so much for taking the time how are you doing today how's today going for you today's actually pretty amazing that the sun was shining it's summer so i enjoyed the summer right and uh, in, in contrast to normal weather in the netherlands it wasn't raining so oh. <laughs> that's always a bonus point. That is, you know, I wish we had more rain here. We're actually in a little bit of a drought. Um, so today it rained, which is good. I hope it continues to rain. So uh, Kai, I do want you to t- tell us a little bit about your story. I mean, we're going to get into it as we talk anyway, but um, who, you know, who is Kai? Like, tell me what you're doing, you know, what you're up to, you know, things like that. So Kai is at the moment 19. I turned 19 last March and uh, I have been rehabilitating for the past 11 months to a year. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was actually pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the moment I am trying to get money or start a fundraiser for my book because I want to inspire and help people with the lessons that I've learned and the method that I've used in order to 
be positive in even the most hellish of situations. Right. I mean, and, go ahead. And go ahead. Uh, so that's something I want to do. And I want to public, I want to become a public speaker in order to really impact people who are in a, in a hole, who are suicidal, who can't mm. find a way out, even in a job that they are depressed and don't want to continue anymore. I can help them. So that's what I want to do with the book and public speaking. That's really powerful. Um, I want you to take us back. I want you to take us back a little bit, if you don't mind, um, you know, talking about your story because you're, you're 19, right? Um, and you've already been through a lot more than people have been through in their lives, right? Um, so I want you to take us back to maybe even a little bit before the hemorrhages, right? Because I want to know who you, who you were and how this has this, you know, um, this tragedy in your life or this, this, um, obstacle, this horrible thing that happened to you in your life has transformed you. Right. So tell me who you, who you were, who, who, who were you before all of this impacted you? I, that's actually pretty, uh, pretty easy to say. I was a happy go lucky guy who had his life planned out, who was about to exit high school because I was three days before my high school exams. Mm. And in the Netherlands, you need to pass some exams in order to graduate high school and move on to, in my case, university. And so I was on the brink of starting a new life. And uh, that's when it all changed. Were you, did you, what did you want to be when, when you were I in wanted to, well... I had a very broad idea of what I wanted to be. I wanted to become wealthy in order to live my life to the fullest. But in order to do that, I wanted to start studying business administration at the University of Groningen in the Netherlands. And that way I wanted to become like my mother, who is a CEO of, a, of an international company. So I wanted to do oh, her footsteps. That's a, that's uh yeah that's a really you know great goal it's a little like you said vague right I want to be wealthy yeah. I don't know what that means um but yeah. so then what happened like you said a few days before you're graduating just something tragic happened what what was that well it wasn't before my graduation I was three days before taking the exams even oh the exams okay so I was I had been studying for the past year because you have four periods in order to for school to take tests mm -hmm. and what i did was i started studying for every period four weeks in advance so i had been studying for four times four 16 weeks in total and then suddenly everything changed because uh, what i'd done is i worked out four to six times a week so i was pretty healthy was healthy. young didn't mm -hmm. smoke didn't drink didn't use drugs and ate healthy slept at the normal time everything you could be thinking your doctor would say to you so do this do that you're going to be healthy you're going to live a long life well that's not the case mm. and that's actually pretty scary but it also opens up the possibility of living your life to the fullest because you right your life like every day is lost Right. So was there, were you at, I mean, well, first of all, let us know what happened and where were you? Were you at school? Were you home? Were you working out? I was, I was home. Mm -hmm. I was, I just ended my study session because I studied from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. Wow. So I just uh, ended my study session. I went to the garage to work out and we have camera, we have security cameras around the house. 
And on those cameras, you can see me walking towards the garage at 8.20 p.m. You see me walking back at 8.50 p.m., so 30 minutes later. And you see me walking towards the garage, flailing my arms, happy-go-lucky, putting music on, just being my normal self. Then suddenly I had a huge headache mm. in the garage, and I had the headache I had the headache prior to going to the garage, but I thought, okay, I'm just overexerting my body because I've been studying for 16 studying. weeks. Yeah. From 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. I'm just done. And I was actually, I just finished with the last chapter of what I need to study. So I was happy I finished it. And uh, I went to work out because I'd done that to clear my head every day. So um, then suddenly I lost vision in my right eye and I had a huge headache so I thought okay this isn't this isn't right and boxing against the against the bag is just hurting me even more so I'm going back inside you see me walking on the on the camera you see me walking back you see me uh, with my left arm with my left hand going through my left temple because that's where I had the headache mm -hmm. and you, you even see me on the on the camera you see me Avoiding the, the uh, fireplace, the fireplace, you see me, because we have an outside fireplace, and you see me avoiding it because it came into my field of vision suddenly because I lost vision in my right, right eye. Right, right. And you even see me stepping back and even being surprised that it was there because I'd forgotten all about it. So I went inside. I told my mother, okay, you've stand to the right of me. I can't see you. You've stand to the left of me. I can't see you. I have a huge headache. So, uh, fortunately, my neighbor is a doctor. So, he came by because my parents thought, okay, this isn't right. He's having a headache and he's losing vision. Maybe it, it could be a migraine, it could be a brain hemorrhage. They thought, thought everything was possible. Mm -hmm. So, the doctor came by. What do you think he said? You have migraine? You have migraine. Yeah. Because... because the three symptoms of a brain hemorrhage are speech disorder, uh, impaired speech, uh, movement disability, so you can't move your limbs the way you want them to, and uh, paralysis in your face. So impaired speech, movement disability, and, and paralyzed face. Those three things, and tintling sensation in your limbs. Those four things, if you have those four at the same time, call the emergency services immediately. Mm. Mm. That's good so, to know. So the the four was just so that my audience can hear you clearly. Um, mm -hmm. One of them was um, uh, impaired or, or paralyzed in the face. Um, impaired speech. Tingling mm -hmm. uh, sensation speech. in your limbs. Okay, sensation tingling in the limbs. And movement. Uh, and movement. Okay. Movement. Mobility okay. disorder. So you can't move your limbs or disability in your limbs. Something like that. Wow. Okay. So those are four things. If you have those, please, please call the emergency service because you are having either a stroke, a brain hemorrhage, or something in your brain that isn't right. Right. But right. I had none of those. None. Oh, you, so have none of, you had none of those. I had none of those. Except so the for the impaired vision, right? Yeah, but, but, and the but massive headache. That's, but that's something that also occurs when you have a migraine. Yes, it does. So... Mm -hmm. He was 
totally in the in the in the in the right place saying that it was a migraine. So I don't hold any contempt for him saying that it was a migraine. Right. So he told me go upstairs, lay in bed, it's everything's going to be alright, just take some rest. If I'd done that I would have been dead. Mm. Because um I don't know, do you have any knowledge of the brain or any Who oh, myself? You, yeah, you yourself. No. Okay, so the brain is perfect inside your skull. There's mm-hmm. no extra room. That Everything is filled up exactly the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Everything is the way it's supposed to be. So it's, it's perfect. Mm. So if something else enters your head and takes up space, it's going to be killing. Even a few quarters of an inch in metric system, it's a few millimeters. Right. It can kill you. The brain hemorrhage I had in the back of the head, like my head was two inches. Wow. Mm-hmm. Two inches pool of blood. So w- what happened, though? Did you go to your room and go lay down when he said you had a, a no. migraine? Have you ever had a fever that's so high that you just want to lay on the ground? Because you're so yeah, hot? I've had I that. I did the same exact thing. So I laid on the ground and my mother tried to close the curtains because... Uh, well, she, she thought a migraine, sound, yeah, light, everything mm-hmm. is is hurting him. So I'm closing it. So, But we have a string with balls attached to it. It makes a rattling sound. So she tried to close the curtains and it made a rattling sound. I was screaming in agony. Wow. Because I said, please stop, stop, stop. It's killing me. And so she stopped. Eventually, suddenly, everything went black for me. Oh, wow. Uh, in that moment, someone told me I had an epileptic attack. Wow. My parents immediately called the emergency services because prior to that, I told my father, hey, I feel my fingers tingling. And he thought, okay, wait. Because my father had already asked the doctor, from, isn't it the brain hemorrhage? And the doctor said, no, 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 he doesn't have any of the symptoms. Right. My father had a gut feeling. I don't know. He doesn't even know where it came from, but he had a gut feeling that it was a brain hemorrhage. So they called the emergency services. I was rushed to the hospital. A surgeon was flown in by helicopter. And my parents were told, I, I was out. My parents were told, okay, your son has a 5% chance of surviving the night. Wow. If he does, we don't know in what kind of state he will awake. So I had another 95% chance if I even did survive the first 5%. I had another 95% chance of being brain dead. Wow. So... If we add those two numbers up, not being dead and not being brain dead was a chance of 0.25% chance. Right. Right. Did you, were you awake during that news or were you um, in a coma or, okay. Two months, I can't remember. So from the 12th of May to the 12th of July. You were in a coma? I was in a comatose state, yes. The first nine days I was... On the ICU in held in, I was in a self-induced coma. Wow. Then I went to the medium care for three weeks. Then the first month in the rehabilitation, I can't remember anything. Wow. Wow. That must have been such a heavy heartache for your parents. Because, you know, you, you have a healthy son. You have a beautiful, healthy son that is taking care of himself, doing great in school. Like, talk about your whole world and life changing in moments 
right? Mm -hmm. In like such fast moments. And something you don't expect, Kai, because I have boys. I have a daughter as well. And I would never expect that because they're young and they're healthy, you know? So, I mean, that talk about taking your family, yourself and your family through such a, you know, a, a tumultuous time in the, in, in your life. So you were in, okay. So you were in a, in and out kind of state for like two months. Um, I wasn't in, in and out. It was just out. So oh, it was just out. Everything, oh, sorry. Every, everything suddenly true. went black. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Two months later, I woke up. Well, I was already awake, but I gained consciousness and uh, I couldn't move, couldn't speak. It was in a strange place for people. I didn't know. Wow. For me, it was mere seconds. So. Have you ever seen the movie Inception? The what? Movie Inception. Inception. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought this was all a dream because it was right. everything suddenly went black. I woke up and I was in bed. I couldn't speak, couldn't move. and was in a strange place for people I didn't know. So I thought, okay, this has to be a dream. What do you think I did? I'm not sure. What did you do? I, I got a typing machine. The first thing I wrote it was suicide. Was what? I wanted, suicide. Suicide. Because I wanted to commit suicide. And right. the first thing I asked my mother when I could speak again was, Mom, can you get me a gun? I don't want to continue anymore. I want to wake up. Wow. That after she had just gotten her son back. I know. After surviving major brain, two major brain hemorrhages. And that was the first thing I asked her. When was, where, when was your second one? Was same it, time. Oh, it happened at the same time. Because, so because the, the, the first one, the first one, my neurotherapist thinks, and I, psychologist, and I think that this happened. No one knows how the second one started, but our theory is that the, the one in the back, it took up such a massive space and it created such pressure that mm -hmm. the left side of my brain also burst. Right, right. Oh, wow. Okay. Then you, so, you can probably think, do you have another chance of getting one? Mm -hmm, nope, mm -hmm, none. Mm -hmm. Because I had multiple, uh, well, multiple doctors researched what I had. And I went through uh, CT scans and everything, and they found nothing. Wow. Not even a defect uh, vein, no high blood pressure, nothing. So that's when they told me, yeah, one in three brain hemorrhages happen spontaneously. Wow. There's no cause to it. Because wow. it would have been a different matter if I'd been doing drugs, drinking a lot, smoking a lot, high blood pressure. It would have been a different different question, but different right. matter. But I didn't do any of those. Right. You know, and, and Kai, you are, um, I know that you woke up and, and thought about suicide because it, it was something that, you know, happened happened to you that that tragically changed your whole world i mean not being able to speak or walk or anything like that and having somebody have to care for you when you're somebody who's always cared for yourself you're very healthy and all of that it has to be really hard on the mind i actually lost a friend through a brain hemorrhage she but she did not survive it um but i so saw that i at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I know that this is like a really big topic and something that's, you know, can be very tragic to, to oneself. Mm-hmm. And so um, you look amazing now, but I can imagine the journey because I saw the pictures on the website. So those of you who are listening, please go on the website and you'll see what I mean. He has his pictures on there and he has a story on there um, and it'll give you a clear picture of the struggle this must have been, Kai. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I have to say, I I. I'm just super impressed of where you are right now, being that is this has only been 11 months. Like that's blowing my mind actually. Right. So no, it was, it's, it's the 16th of July at the moment. I had the brain image last year on 12th of May. So it's just over a year. Yeah. Just but over a year. The, the, my rehabilitation doctor said to me, Kai, and I, I'm glad that he admitted it because it, it wasn't easy to admit, but, he said to me, Kai, I looked at your brain scans and I looked you up in the in the hospital when you were in, in the hospital. And, I, and he said to me, I discussed with the other doctors and we came to the conclusion that you weren't going to be anything. Your brain damage was too severe and you weren't going to be able to do anything anymore. You were just brain dead, dead. No right, hope. Nothing. right. And right. I mean, that's why I'm so impressed. Like, I just, yeah. I really is blowing my mind. Another thing, Kai, is I think, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I also think because you seem to have been already a very determined young man, right, mm-hmm. with going to school, uh, studying, um, you know, working out, eating healthy, not drinking, not smoking, not, you know what I mean? I think those things also benefited you, right? Really? Yeah, because I think that that kind of mindset doesn't just die off either, you know? That's actually pretty funny you said that because in cases of trauma, you have two ways of coping with it. You have two coping mechanisms. One is avoidance. So through drugs, alcohol, substance abuse, thinking it was a dream for me, just avoiding the the entire matter. Right. Second one, which is the most effective one, is confrontation, going headfirst in it and saying, okay, don't care, stick in it, I'm going to continue. Right. And I can tell you now, the second one is the most effective one, but it depends on your personality. And right. You choose. Right. And, right. And you can go through both too. And you can go through both. Like you can I, go I went through, through both. Yeah. yeah I, I've gone through both too. I'm a very determined human as well. 
But I've gone a hundred percent. I've gone through both where I've avoided. I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to look at it. Mm -hmm. But then of course, you know, that other part of me kicks in and I have to like deal with it. Right. Um, But so tell me, how did you get through the, the, the suicidal thoughts? What, what clicked that made you go, okay, I have to look at this. I have to deal with this. What clicked in you? Three things. First thing was medication because I was in a comatose state and the medication helped me wake up. So okay. I, I went back to my rehabilitation center because I've gone to two. And the first one, I was the first six weeks when I was suicidal. And the second one, I wasn't suicidal anymore. But uh, I went back there and I told them, yeah, I the first thing I can remember is the 12th of July. And I said, hey, that's when you started the medication. Right. So it was medication to make me aware, made me conscious. And so it kicked in immediately. Okay. And that was one thing that I knew, okay, this is real. But the two other reasons are the most important ones. Because um, I could predict everything everyone did. Mm-hmm. So I drank five liters of water a day, which is insanely... That's a lot, yeah. Insane amount. And... Um, every time I asked the nurses, can you get me a bottle of water? They said, yeah, give me five minutes. I'll be right back. So I thought, okay, uh, I'm going to ask them five minutes in advance to get it at the right time. And every time I asked them, they'd give the same exact answer. Like it was rehearsed. So I thought, okay, this has to be a dream because I can predict everything everyone did. Right. Then, um... I started to text my friends because I could move my thumb again. I got my mobile phone. And um, I started to text him. I texted one friend, hey, how are you? I expected an answer back like, hey, Kai, I'm doing great. How are you? The answer I got back was, sorry for my language. Fucking hell, Kai, what happened to you? Right. How are you alive? What happened? Are you, can you move anything? Can you do anything? Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect that to happen. So I thought, okay. I can't blame this on my subconscious because that's that's what I did. Right. The thing I couldn't explain, I blamed it on my subconscious. Mm. But this was too open, too too out in the open that I thought, okay, this has to be real. And the third one, that's the that's the one, the deciding factor, and that's why I want to help people, is a friend of the family came by. He'd, when I saw him walk in, I knew he'd had a stroke or he had a brain damage as well. Mm. He walked in, I couldn't do anything wrong with him. I thought, how in the hell, name of God is he so perfect? Is he so? Did he rehabilitate so well? So he told me, Kai, I had a stroke at the age of fourteen when I was in Canada. Oh wow! And I thought the exact exact way. I thought this was all a dream. This can't be happening to me. But when I got on the plane and arrived back into the Netherlands, I knew this has to be real. So he talked to me about it. He gave me motivation because, well, he was a bodybuilder. I could see nothing wrong, wrong with him. So it gave me motivation. I, at that moment, I didn't know that there are different grades of how severe your brain, your brain damage is. And his was, let's say, it, it was severe, but he could walk again in two weeks. It took me eight months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm glad he didn't tell me that. Yeah. It gave me motivation. Yeah. Yeah. But it it takes, it takes that motivation and determination, 
right? Yeah. Because motivation comes and goes. And I'm sure you went through that, Kai, where you were yeah. super motivated and then had a hard day and then super motivated yeah. and then had hard days because it gets frustrating, right, to, to try to go through the cycle of what life can throw at you, you know, but it, it does take motivation, but your, your grit and your know-how and your determination is what pushes you past when the motivation is not there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm really uh, uh, proud of you for sticking to it and still sticking to it. Cause right before we got on mm -hmm. the air, you told me you, you had therapy, right? You had some therapy today. Yeah. Right? I, I just, I think it, at the end of May, 12th of May, I was taking my high school exams again. Oh, wow. Okay. So I passed half the classes. I just needed to retake two. Okay. Next year in order to pass, and then I can go even to university. Okay. Which was unthinkable a year ago. Right. And wow. I get, still get, I still get uh, those, uh, do you still remember last year kind of things from yeah. or your iPhone? And they show me pictures of me on the ICU in a in heavy-duty wheelchair where I can uh, lay back down with a, with a, with a um, band with a, something around my head to keep my head up straight because if, it, if I didn't have it around my head, I would yeah. fall over forward. Right. So right. you can see that all. And that just gives me great motivation. Yeah. I mean, and I love that you're using now your story to impact somebody else's life because it shows that it is determination. It is um, the way you think about things, your mindset, and the fact that you will get through it. You will get through it. And Kai, what I love is that we've all gone through tough things. Some of us, of course, more than others. I mean, what you've gone through is a really not just big thing emotionally and mentally, but physically as well. Right. So it's like a trifecta of like something coming yeah. against you. I love that you are now deciding that you're going to use that to help other people. And so I want to touch on that a little bit. Like, what is it that you're doing to help others? So that we can have people, you know, kind of reach out to you and, and speak with you and uh, watch your story and all of that. So tell me what you're doing right now to help other people. <clears throat> At the moment, I'm trying to teach people how to overcome fear. I think positive in even the most dire situations. Wow, that's great. And how to implement my method, which is wishing, believing, daring, doing. Do you truly wish to achieve your goals? Do you believe you can do it? Do you dare to take the next step? Well, then do it. Right. And that because some things just aren't are mentally. And right. I have some examples that I'm not gonna touch upon right now because that it will take too long. But that can illustrate exactly how they affected my rehabilitation process. Mm -hmm. And the most important one is staying positive because if you give up or you're negative you can just throw in a towel because nothing is going to ever happen. But if you tell someone, yeah, be positive, that goes one ear in the other out because they think, yeah, great. Thank you for right. the advice. Right, right. But what, keep, what kept me positive, and that's my main lesson, so everyone listen carefully. That's Don't look at your end goal. Look at where you started. Look back sometimes. That gives you that gives you a, a, a feel of you on how mm -hmm. far you've come. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't look at the end goal. Look at where you started. That way you can see the improvements you've made, the progress you've made. That keeps you positive. That keeps you hungry. Yeah, it does. And you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll add a little to that as well. When you look back to see where you come from, don't stay there too, too long. Because you can also start to 
get depressed or frustrated or feel like a victim. And I love that you're saying, yeah, there's a goal ahead. We all have one, but you need to see where you've come from. And I, I believe in that too. I always, I call it taking an inventory and I say, you know, take an inventory of what you've overcome already and the things you've done. So when the next thing comes, cause things do come life, will hit you again, maybe not with the same thing, but still with challenges, right? But if you show like where you've come from, you will be able to have now a toolkit, right? That you can use to move forward. Um, and I love that you teach people that because a lot of people are afraid to look back, but you yeah. got to look back. And and most inspirational gurus say the exact opposite. They say, don't only look ahead, don't look back. But that way, if, for example, you want to be a millionaire. You've made your first uh, 100,000, but you still think, I haven't made a million. If you look back at where you started, mm -hmm. you didn't have anything. Now That's you have right. 100,000. That's right. That's a major example, but you can even look at it at, at 10,000. Yeah. Just know where you come from. Right. And but don't stay there too long. Exactly. Don't stay there too long because that way you can see, but yeah, but things you can go back to that as well. No. You've made improvements. You've learned. You've evolved. Right. Right. And that's what it's about, though, Kai. Right. Life is just about literally about that, like evolving and learning and growing because life will come. Tomorrow's still going to come. I don't know. We're not promised tomorrow. We may not be alive tomorrow, but tomorrow's coming. And so if tomorrow is coming, at least make today count for you. You know, look at it in a way that is in uh, that will impact your life in a, in a better way than it did yesterday. Do you agree with that? Yeah, there are three moments in doing things and two are unable you're unable to do, uh, do things that's tomorrow and yesterday the only time you can actually do something is today right so that's right take your chance and do it i love that i love that kai so before i uh let you go though i do want my audience to know how they can reach you uh about your uh, fundraiser um and what you're what you're coming up with and all that so if you can give us all of that info that'd be great uh so you can go to my website kj smit.com then you can click on the link on the top that says links okay and you can find to donate to my book and fundraiser and you can also there you can write me a message on it to uh, come in contact with me or you can go to my linkedin which is kjsmit kai are you doing um more podcasting and stuff like are you starting to get yourself out there uh yeah yeah good good I'm it's, it's important starting to do. a podcast my, myself in order to talk with my parents in order to really get to know them and how they experience this. They mm -hmm. go to That's the emergency good. services to so mm -hmm. make it kind of a chron chrono chronological order mm -hmm. in for me to demonstrate how everything went and then my rehabilitation process, the people who saw me depressed, people who didn't see me depressed. Mm -hmm. That's everything. good. Yeah, that's good. And that would be amazing to put in your book, too, because, you know, mm -hmm. people, uh, uh, well, a lot of podcasts and stuff that I've seen, they talk to the person who has gone through something, but we really do forget or don't know the experience of the loved ones. That's why I said, as a mom, yeah. that's why I said, oh, my gosh, that must have changed their entire world, because I could imagine what that would have felt like for me. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of you and where you come from and, and how hard you're working. That's not a little thing. That's huge. That's huge. Because I know you could have stayed in, you could have stayed however you wanted to stay, Kai. If you would have sat there and said, I'm not going to do anything with my life, and you would have still been in that same kind of state. So yeah. that's, 
Great. What actually probably changed me the most was prior to my brain hemorrhage, I thought, oh, I want to be rich. I want to be dead. Now I just want to help people. Yeah. I, the one thing that I say the most is a compliment costs nothing but holds so much value. Compliment costs nothing but what? Holds so much value. Yeah. So a compliment doesn't cost anything, but it holds so much value. Yeah. That's something I've experienced myself that someone said, great job, Kai, you can do this. Or Kai, you look amazing. And I thought, yay. I do look amazing and it kept me positive. So every time I see someone in the club or out on the street who is looking down, I just give them a compliment. Like, great yeah. shoes, hey, nice yeah. hair. I'm they the just same. brighten up and they just yeah. smile on their face. So yeah. yeah. You can do I... a lot with a smile, Kai. You can do a yeah. lot with kindness. Kindness, a smile, compassion will take you very far in life, Kai. And I'm, you know, I, I love that you learned a lesson from it instead of being a victim of it. That is so powerful. So I want to thank you very much for taking out the time. I know that you're busy and I love that you have the moment to be here. I love that you're coming out with your book and, and that you're using what you've gone through to impact another person's life. You never know, Kai, who is listening, who needs this exact message. You know what I mean? And who needs to know that you're out there too. Because most of us, sometimes when we're in this dark place, we feel alone. Like we don't have anyone. But people like you who have gone through something that can that's very tragic and is very hurtful um, and then turn that around to impact somebody's life, I feel even if you reach the one you're supposed to reach, Kai, you've done your job. You know? Yeah. So kudos to you, my friend. Kudos to you. Good job. You. Grateful. Yeah. So um, I want to thank you. I want to thank everybody who's listening and who's here. Um, Kai is just such a sweet, warm spirit. So I want to make sure that all of you connect with him, please. It's K-A-J-S-M-I-T. And you can go on to his uh, website, which I'll make sure to link all of his information below. I don't want you to not have an opportunity to speak to this amazing young man. And if you are out there and, and have a podcast and think that he would be a great um, uh a guest to have, please do contact him. He said you can message him right there on his website. So make sure you guys do that. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register W I N J E C T.com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you. And I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time.